In the age of Instagram and social sharing, brick-and-mortar businesses offer a unique advantage that even the biggest and best online platforms can't compete with. On Brick and Mortar Reborn, we talk with business owners and industry experts about what they're seeing work best for brick and mortar businesses who aren't just competing with their online counterparts, but thriving in spite of all the options that customers now have. We'll share exactly what you can do to set yourself up for success with an experience that wows your customers and keeps them coming back for more. And now our host, Bobby Maramat. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Brick and Mortar Reborn. Uh, today, we have a very special guest, Stephanie Tyman, who is the owner of Core Strong. Stephanie, welcome. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Awesome. 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 So, Stephanie, you've been in the fitness industry for, looks like, over 18 years. Tell us uh, how you got into the fitness industry. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I know. I turned 40 on Saturday, so it's so hard to say. It's Happy almost birthday. been. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I still feel 21 though. <laughs> there you go. That's all that matters. <laughs> I actually got into it a couple of different reasons. I played sports all through high school, all through college, but I also always struggled with my weight. Sports was kind of like my way of staying fit, staying healthy, keeping everything under control. But a little part of me was terrified what was going to happen when I wasn't an athlete and what was going to happen and actually understanding how to train as a non-athlete because we're you're trained so long to be faster, stronger, better. So I wanted to change my mindset and learn how to train for life. So in college, I actually just took classes. I took my um, exercise science minor. I just did it for fun. I never thought this was going to be my career 18 years later and owning a gym. So with my struggles and with what I've learned in my journey, it's definitely helped get me to where I'm at today. That's awesome. So tell us about Core Strong. How did you you know start Core Strong? What's what do you believe? What is it? What do you believe in? What is kind of your vision for the company? So like their core, like I've learned a lot about training and it's not just one thing. It's, it's everything that makes everything that full circle and your core is your center, which is your center of life, your, your body, your relationships, your religion, everything. And if your core isn't strong, this is what we say here in Kentucky. If your core ain't strong, you ain't strong. <laughs> So we really, I started with boot camps. I was very lucky that I was able to, for so long, just sustain a business with, with doing outdoor boot camps and personal training. I had a little studio, but I wanted a place where everybody could come. And I wanted a place where they could get more than just one thing. So all of our exercises are based on the core. Um, we do yoga. We do a lot of nutrition stuff, a lot of stability, TRX, boxing. But yeah, it's evolved into something pretty amazing. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. I, I know, you know, of course, these times are are pretty tough. I'm in the you know San Francisco Bay Area, and I've not been able to go back in, into into the gym here for a few months here. Of course, um, how has COVID nineteen impacted your business? It shut us down, unfortunately, and we had to close our location just financially for this location. But we took Core Strong on the road, which has been pretty awesome. We packed once everything happened, and I, you'll probably dive more into this, but we decided to do online virtual, which I think a lot of people did. But with our community, it was awesome because it still felt like people were coming to the gym and we were still being able to interact with people. But there was still a lot of fear once we opened that we did a survey and more than half weren't ready to come back. Here in Kentucky, we were able to open June 1st. So we decided, I decided that I was going to get a trailer and pack up the gym and take the gym to people. So that's what we've been doing. It's a lot of work on my end because we're pretty much bringing the rowers, we're bringing the bed balls, we're bringing the benches, setting it up, getting there about half hour, 45 minutes early, setting up like it would look like core strong. 
staying 45 minutes after to clean up, sanitize, but we're all over the city right now, which is, which is pretty awesome. That's awesome. That's really awesome. And how do you pick where, where like, do you have a, st- a stable spot that you go to or you change it up and go to different places? Well, we were, we're trying to find a stable spot just because we didn't want to get kicked out because that was the thing. Like I used to go to a university and do boot camps, but they're not letting people come up and do classes. So I have one permanent location that I do like um, in the mornings and then I go to neighborhoods and parks in the afternoons. And then um, we do like stuff in my driveway on Saturdays because I have a pretty decent driveway. That takes a lot of commitment. That, that That's great that you're continuing and you're figuring out ways to you know, keep yourself open and, and be able to provide that service. Because I think that's, that's, that's huge right now. Well, it's also giving people something they want and they feel comfortable with. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Is it pretty split evenly between people that actually show up or people that, that do the online, like join in online? More and more people are starting to come more um, in person. I do still have a handful of people that like the virtual. And, and it's funny, it's all ages. It's not just certain demographics or anything like that. You know, some of my clients have high asthma or their parents are sick, so they don't feel comfortable. So they're still doing the virtual stuff. I'm not going live with the workouts anymore. What we do is we just demo and we put a workout out every day so they actually know what it is, just because we're now back to kind of a normal routine of, of teaching. So. Are you looking to, after I guess we get to a new new state of normal here, are, are you looking to, to get back in the location as well? Or is this is this how you're going to operate your business going forward? I have a spot that I'm looking at that I, I'm definitely, uh, but it's actually kind of a different concept. So we're it's new and it's kind of like, but I, I, we I won't spoil keep, it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I mean, I don't know if it's anything like, but it's kind of, it's evolving, but it's also like the on-demand kind of concept, but still giving people an actual place to come and have accountability, but still feel safe. Cause I think people's are going to be lives are changed forever. Like they're just trying new things and we just got to keep up with the times and see what happens. Yeah. Agreed. 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 Um, I of course look for the day where I can get back in the gym, but I know it's going to be a little bit of time before everyone feels safe and we get back to that, to, to that world, if you will. How did you make some of these changes that you made? Like you, you, you bought the trailer. It, it's like what you've done is, is amazing. How did you think about doing this stuff and, and what was what was kind of provoking you to make sure you keep your business alive? Well, the thing is you're a big family and you people rely on you and they see you I see some of my clients more than they see their family and vice versa and also the more the a big thing that we wanted to do was keep people healthy. You know, COVID one of the biggest thing is I feel like the more that you were active, the more that you worked out, the healthier your your chances and all that were positive. I have always been one of those people that if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And we were talking one day and we were just like, Stephanie, you should be the traveling trainer. And I was like, why not? Like, why can't I not bring my, you know, not knowing how much work work it's going to be, but it was definitely worth it. But it happened so fast and it, it literally all fell together that I thought it was, it was meant to be like, I found the trailer literally the morning I went looking for it. It was brand new happened to be right down the street from me. And I just, I just wanted to put it to place as soon as possible. Cause if I didn't do it, somebody else was going to do it. Have you seen other people in your community get, get creative about, you know, how they're keeping their business, you know, going and, and strong during these times? Yeah. I mean, the one thing that I do see is I see a lot of trainers and small classes at the parks, which is awesome getting people outside. It's just where we live. It's just one of those things that's going to get cold sooner than later. So we're all probably scrambling to figure that out. But I think what hurt a lot of people was I had 9,500 square feet and I was limited to 10 people. So that I just, there's no way to sustain a business. Like when I could have 30 people, I think a lot of people are adjusting, like finding areas for people to work out, but it's, it's nowhere like it it was, but people are adjusting. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Is your new kind of trailer concept, is that to, you know, be able to grow that side of the business or are you, are you just sticking with, you know, maybe one trailer and then going the new concept and location? Well, I always want to grow and franchise and make more money. That's always the possibility. The great thing about the trailer concept is that there's a lot of town. There's a lot of cities. So I could have trailers in all of the cities and I could have different trainers and it'd be easy to, to replicate it. But also with the concept that we're looking at for the on-demand stuff, that would be just as easy to replicate. But we need to try it out. But so far, you know, the only problem is, is that it's a lot of work physically, which is not, I'm not afraid of that. It's just ideally we would get bigger trainer trailers so that they could actually, we could hold an actual gym in a trailer and still bring it to people. And Stephanie, what advice do you have for, you know, others that are still, you know, uh, so in the, in the San Francisco Bay area, of course we had one shut down and that was, you know, be a bad, bad for small business. And then we, we recently had a, a second uh, shutdown and I, I've been talking to a lot of business owners over the months and trying to, you know, basically be able to retell their story so that other business owners can feel you know, confident about continuing down the journey, keeping their passions alive. What's some of the advice that you give to others that are you know, struggling and, and thinking, hey, let me just close up shop? My biggest thing is I asked for help. It was funny as we, we were just rebranding Core Strong. I hired some consultants and we actually had like a plan to help grow the business. And it was a big shot to the gut. Like, oh my God, like we're getting ready to take off, do a whole new line. And then we're shutting down. But there's always ways to grow and you just have to get creative. Sometimes financially it's just impossible, but ask for help. There's things out there like even a small business in a small town, like my town did a lot of things to help small businesses. They helped with the rent, talk to your landlord. I just think everybody's going through this. So if we could all get together and help each other out and be creative, I think that was the the number one thing for me is I love what I do. I didn't want to stop doing it. I just, what was my going to be my new, my new norm and start working on that. Your old norm is not going to work. So why put the effort into that and waste the energy and, and look forward? It seems like you also did, uh, you know, you had uh, on your social, you had uh, posted a, a workout and uh, a demo like every night. So we went live. We went live every day. And then there was a a local brewery that we would go live three times a week with them. So we would try to get the, we would try to get those people off off the couch and, and work out. But a lot of, in the fitness industry, there's a lot of different, like, like a lot of my software apps, they actually evolved too. So it was easier to put my workouts online and do virtual stuff. Like it happened overnight for everybody. And we all, like, it helped me a lot, but we did live, we went live every day. And then on the weekends we did zoom which I'm sure a lot of people are doing, but that kept me more in contact with my clients, check-ins. And then even my personal training is super easy to do through Zoom. The hardest part about what we're doing is that um, equipment is very is not easy to find and it's hard to get a hold of. So Especially a lot of things, right now, yeah. <laughs> but you don't need a lot of equipment. Like we've always trained through body weight and stuff like that. So, but we keep trying to chug along. What do you think, uh, Stephanie, what's the future, you know, future look like? Like what, if you had to give, you know, kind of Stephanie's interpretation of like, what's next, uh, what, what do you think? My goal is to get moving within the next month. I think with schools and people trying to get back to some sort of normal, they're ready to get back on schedule. We're kind of, we're treating it as a new year's Eve resolution. Like it's a new year's resolution. People are ready to get back to being healthy if I don't do something sooner than later, they're going to find something else. And that's the thing that, because people just want to keep moving. It's still going to be the core strong concept. It's just going to be a different level and smaller groups and 
the sooner the better because I do think like we are open to a degree. You just don't know what's going to happen again. But I don't want to stop. Like I'm not waiting for COVID to be over because who knows when that's going to be. Or I'm not waiting for someone to say, here's your other check to help you. Like we're, we're figuring it out. Exactly. And that's what it takes, I think, in these times is figuring out no matter what what hurdle you get, you know, you get in front of you. I think it's tough for small businesses in the U.S., I think, more than than ever in the sense of just being able to keep yourself alive, but at the same time, do it in a way where people feel you know safe to interact with the brands. And then, you know, coming out of this really stronger and being able to build up the business, I think, is, is key. You also have a nutritional element to your company. What Tell us about that. Nutrition actually saved my life. It was one of those things that I didn't realize for so long that food was actually hurting and killing me. Um, I found out when I was 33 that I had celiac and I wanted to teach everybody about if you feel a certain way, it's not probably the right way and let's not live like that. Let's figure it out. So I developed a couple of nutrition programs um, along with the, with the fitness aspect that really helps people and I call it healing from the inside out. We really look about what's going on on the inside because if your inside's not well, then what your results on the outside aren't going to. And the great thing about this program is you can do it virtually because we do do an exercise piece to it, but it's very, very, um, I don't want to say beginner, but we take steps back and we work on, um, I can't even think of the word I'm thinking about, but corrective exercises and very gentle. But most of my clients were coming and we're high intensity. We're, we're boot camp style, hit workouts and People, some people were just not getting results and I would look at their diets and it's an 80, 20. If you're working out every day and not eating enough or eating crap, then you're not going to get the results that you got. So I wanted to make sure people understood that you don't have to kill yourself in the gym if you're not eating the right way. So we, nutrition is pretty much the one thing that I'm, I focus the most on at the gym and with my clients. And do you feel like uh, when your clients first come to you, is, is that your approach? You first look at the nutritional element and then the exercise element, or is it all inclusive? Like, do you look at everything at the same time? Well, I, I try to meet with everybody that walks in the door, and it all depends on where they're at. Like, I've been said, everyone's story is different, everyone's journey is different. If people are starting from scratch, I don't just throw them into a class and say, hey, good luck, because it's, it's very frustrating, and that's when people get hurt. Or if people come to me and they say, I've been doing this, this, and this, and it's not working, then we look at what they're doing. And some people just want to come and, and be in a group. So it all depends on people's personality. But I really try to get them on some sort of balance, you know. And I think I think COVID has taught me a lot about balance because I have that all or nothing personality. And I think that I would beat myself up if I wasn't working out or if I ate something and you know what, it's it's not gonna kill me. It's not gonna if I don't work out one day or if I want I love M&Ms. Like if I want some M&Ms, it's just about balance and living a healthier lifestyle. So that's kind of what we we do and the core, make sure their core is strong. Any last uh, words of advice for our listeners, uh, Stephanie, as they try to rebuild and keep their businesses going? I think just stay positive and know that we are going to get through this. It's not going to be like this forever. You know, that's the one thing that I like, but also figure out what the new norm is. And run with it. Like be that be that person that took off with this. You know, for me, I feel like it's an opportunity. It's we're kind of stepping ahead of the times and seeing what's going to happen. So it's opening doors to different things. So stay positive. Ask for help if it's something that you're loving. Keep at it. And if it's not, it's okay too. You know, it's not. When I close my doors, my actual doors to that. I mean, it's not a closed forever. It was a gut wrenching. Like, did I fail? But you're not failing. It's not your fault. It's not. It's just what do you do with it afterwards is what makes you that survivor. 
Absolutely. So before I let you go, Stephanie, any any fun things you would recommend after we get back into travel of what you recommend people to do if they come to Kentucky? Oh, gosh. I live right by Cincinnati. It's a lot of fun. I don't. It's totally changed. We have some of the best restaurants, probably not compared to you guys out in, in uh, the West Coast, but our food's here and it's very affordable. <laughs> our nightlife here is affordable. Reds games, Bengals games, if they ever if they ever play again, we have Kings Island. Like there's a, I mean, even Northern Kentucky is, it's such a cute little town. There's so much to do. That's awesome. What's your favorite restaurant? Well, you have your higher ends, which we have one called Jeff Ruby's, which is our higher end steak restaurant, which is like the experience. Have you heard of Jeff Ruby's? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start here. And then there's a couple like local, like little, like there's a place called Bouquet that's all organic farm to table type things. So there's, there's, there's just so much to do here. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Got to come except visit. for the, except we have the winters, we have the snow <laughs> they, they and, no mount, <laughs> and no mount and no mountains. I grew so. up in Nebraska, so I know all the, we have the four oh, seasons. So you're definitely. Husky. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Stephanie. Well, thank you for taking the time. I know it's going to be great for our, our listeners and appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Brick and Mortar Reborn. To find the resources mentioned in this show and detailed show notes, head over to brickandmortarreborn.com.